Good day. This is BusinessWorks, and I'm Hal Alpiar, together with Johnny Stites, uh, and we have been talking with you the last couple of shows about marketing and branding, and today we're going to focus on how to manage those two subjects because of the kinds of people you're working with and the kinds of people that you're going to need to work with in order to make marketing and branding work for you. Johnny, you want to start us out with a thought or two on this, and then uh, we can come back well, into this list? Sure, Hal. When I started in business, I was 24, really, um, and I when I had a business that I needed to run. Explain that you were in the Navy first, yeah, so that people Navy don't think first. you were laying around the house for all those years. Yeah. Right. I, I was in the Navy <laughs> for three years and uh, came back and joined the family business. I really made a mistake in my marketing branding because I believed that if you were good— you didn't need to tell anybody. You just go out there and do a good job and everybody would know it. But I found out that if you don't tell your story, nobody's going to tell your story. And branding is simply telling your story the way that you want people to hear you. Right. And and as we talked last time, uh, the little rule of thumb, seven words or less, usually yeah. is what to target when you're putting together a branding statement or slogan. That's right. And it's important that you be the kind of person that you want people to think you are. Can you explain that? What do you mean by that? Well, uh, I was have a book here that I was reading, and it was a friend of mine who wrote it. It's called Abandon the Ordinary. And one of the things he, one of the points that he makes in his book is that you must be the kind of person that you really are. Otherwise, people will see straight through you. So how, how does that apply in a branding sense now? And you're running your own business. Well, when you're branding, you're basically telling people what you want them to understand about you. If you then live in a way that does not, that is not consistent with that branding, then people will see right through it. And so, be an example of what you yeah walk, say. Walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. Uh, wall to wall. Okay. Um, Harry Not Beckwith, just for carpeting guys. Right. Harry <laughs> Beckwith, in his book, What Clients Love, makes the point, I think correctly, that clients feel about a service the way they feel about the provider of that service. So it's important if I'm going to be um, providing a service or a product for somebody that I live out the kind of person that I want people to think that I am. This is particularly uh, relevant to professional practices. I'm thinking as you're speaking about this, uh, you know, how many of us judge a practice, a, let's say a healthcare or medical practice, by the way that the doctor behaves instead of maybe what the doctor's skills might be. And I've seen doctors with tremendous skills who really couldn't relate to patients in a, in a kind of human way. And I, and so this is now a very big trend in medical schools, but, it, but it's an example. It applies it to all kinds of business. Yes, it is. And not only does it affect the uh, clients by the way the doctor act, acts, it also affects the clients by the way the nurses treat them. Right. And by the cleanliness of the office and the organization of the or office, do I really want somebody cutting on me or giving me medicine 
when they're disheveled and they're not organized? And how do I even know that I'm going to make sense of that? Or when you lay back in the dentist chair and you see dead bugs in the light fixture over your head. <laughs> yeah, perfect <laughs> you know? example. Uh, or dead plants in the waiting area. That's so, correct. Uh, That's this, correct. You're listening to Johnny Stites uh, and Hal Alpiar here. And um, so, so w- one of the things we want to talk about here is that when we manage people, um, it's a different type of person that we're managing when we are bringing in creative services. Um, and all of us need that in business. If, if we're not great at it ourselves, which is very rare, um, we, we need to bring in wordsmiths. We need to bring in graphic and artist designers, people who do uh, design work on websites and uh, who write PR news releases, uh, who, who, who do all of those kinds of things. Um, artists, photographers, uh, videographers, broadcasters, you know. And, and so as we deal with these people, there's a tendency to overlook the fact that their, um, their focus in life on creativity means that they look for some different kinds of things than a very strict business mind might. Um, in terms of reward or, you know, uh, attitude or receptivity. you have any examples about that? When you, it, when you had your family business, I'm sure at some point you had to go out and get people to do those kinds of functions. I, I remember one time we were doing 15-second uh, commercials, 10-second commercials actually, on a radio station, and we were tying our ad into the weather. So if it was raining, we had an ad about fixing your leaking roof, if it was sunshiny, we had an ad about uh, making sure your insulation was properly installed, that kind of thing. And the radio station um, sales lady came to me and she said, Johnny, your ads are okay, but they don't really tell people anything about you and your company and who you are and what kind of quality you exhibit. So we went from 10-second uh, commercials to 60-second commercials and making more certain that what the message we were saying was an accurate message that depicted what we wanted people to know and to believe about our company. And we worked hard at getting that right. But it did take a lot more preparation because I would, even though I talked off the cuff sometimes, I had more of a script involved there. Right. And they, they thankfully the radio stations were able to correct a lot of ills when we misspeak and when we leave long silences we're not supposed to, they make us sound really, really good. Well, and we, we always appreciate that, don't we? Absolutely. Um, and I think that um, there's, a, there's a tendency we have to go off the grid a little bit in not addressing these things with those types of people and those types of talents. Um, and and one, you're talking about... Um, the radio station person's idea of, of talking about who you are when you're branding yourself, so to speak, um, r- reminds me that probably the most successful branding programs I've done, and I've done a lot of them, that have been where I've been able to pull in information from the employees about themselves, uh, about what their interests are, uh, to go beyond what might be a typical little resume thing and really find out about what each person is all about and, and be able to translate that and, and show it 
coming up. Speaking of coming up, we're going to take a short break here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hal and Johnny talking about uh, branding management and managing marketing people. Uh, and I was just starting a, a, a representation of how uh, a great branding program is developed by interviewing employees and getting detailed descriptions from them about more about their lives, about what they do, and then putting that together in a certain way. But that's not something that the boss is going to be good at because people aren't going to be upfront with a lot of the personal information. So that's a great place to be able to bring somebody in who is a wordsmith and who has a, a knack for uh, interviewing people and getting that information and having that person put it together. And then the boss can go through it. But to try to do all of this on your own is difficult, and um, it is not something I recommend from what I've seen in the past. But it's easy for a third person coming in from outside who has the right approach and attitude to be able to get that information out. Um, do you have examples, Johnny, um, of uh, uh, working with uh, with writers? Uh, with, you, you mentioned the, the radio person, but working directly with a photographer, for example, or – an artist or graphic designer that uh well sure uh how i think the photography is often underrated uh by owners we can take our ipad out there and take a picture and just use that there is no substitute for professional i, I, I have seen them take pictures of me and make me look actually good better <laughs> compared to what wow, i'm actually that's a surprise i, I know it is <laughs> But I think it's important to recognize that there are gifted people out there who can see things that we can't see, those of us who are not particularly gifted in the arts and creativity. And that's how I use them in my business. I wanted them to tell me, how do I get this message out? What is the nuances that I'm not thinking about? Um, I don't necessarily agree with what you said about going to the employees because the branding has to come from leadership and the branding then should be um, a part of the culture of the company. In other words, if you say we are uh, always going to treat you right, then you better be people that treat others oh, I, right. I, I agree with that part. I, I, what I was saying was the fact-finding part yeah. um, of, of actually sitting down with each employee uh, or a number of them, depending on how many are involved, and and kind of getting to know them and then representing that back in terms of a series of news releases or some program development or something uh, that the, the boss then is involved with. Well, certainly we did that with the marketing people. They did uh, coalesce with the people in the uh, arts and the creativity right. area. Um, but as far as bringing in people from the field and talking to them, we didn't do that. And I don't know that it, that we were hurt by that. I can tell you that I talked to a biz, business owner this past week, and one of the comments he made was their company was set back because they had the wrong messaging in their marketing, and so they were really hurting themselves without realizing it. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to know until it, it a, is hard. a bunch of time goes by because there's a lot of guesswork involved. I've I've often suggested to people that if you have any doubts um, at all, even the slightest, take advantage of the idea of having a focus group discussion with customers. Bring them in, sit down, four or five people, 
uh, give them a little something special to eat or drink or something, and, and have a discussion with them about what they think of your approach to branding. Um, and, and, and you're going to get input that you would not normally have, and it's from the people who matter most. This is Hal and Johnny talking to you on Business Works. And it's important that you pick the right people because uh, if you're asking people who do business with you to come in and tell you that, many times they won't tell the truth because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. So you need people who are going to be willing to tell you the truth right. and let them know it's okay. They're in a safe harbor. Nobody's going to be upset with them. You're not going to be cut off from our company revenue stream. Um for anything you say and i to me i think that's important and and ultimately if you get the right people in there and they give you the right feedback you can really have a much better yeah, program. i think you're right i've, I've had um uh, a, a couple of times um with doctors specifically where they didn't want to be included in that discussion and it turned out better that they weren't because the patients that we were talking with about their branding ideas were much more open in their discussion than right. they would have been if the doctor had been sitting there. And so we're, you know, talking about different ways of dealing with the people who put these things together. There, there's a different emphasis in their uh, approach to things than yours. As you run your business, you are invested in it. You are it. Um, but the person you're bringing in from outside needs to recognize that. So it it pays to do some homework and some. Um, an investigation of other things they've done before and get a feel for what they are all about before you go and hire a photographer, a graphic designer, or whatever. You should know ahead of time whether this person is really right for your business. Just do some homework, and it's very easy today with the Internet. Well, I think that's right, Hal, and one of the things that I feel very strongly about is you should not hire anybody until you are clear on what you're core focus is and what your core values are because if you go out there and hire somebody and they start wanting to represent you in a way that's not consistent with your core right. values and you haven't spent time thinking about that or comfortable even or, even if the, yeah it know. may not be comfortable with it then you need to you need to know that ahead of time so that when they start down that road you can stop it so so, so going back to the last show the idea of having an elevator speech ahead of time yeah, uh, knowing exactly how you're going to represent your business in about one minute's worth of time, or one paragraph, is what you would put in front of that person before you ever even start a relationship. That's so, true. So I think that's a, a critical point. We're going to take a break here, short break, and we'll be back with you in a minute. Okay, we're glad to be back with you today and talking about branding and marketing and handling the marketing people in your organization. One thing I was just commenting on with Hal was. It's important to have your core values in mind before you start talking to people. I'll, I'll read to you some core values of an organization that I'm working with. Uh, their core values are be humbly confident, excellence or die, help first, do the right thing, do what you say. Now, if you're going to stay consistent with those, you want to hire marketing people that respect that and aren't trying to put a lot of to pull you in a different direction pull you right. in a different direction and who are not trying to uh, put a message out there that's inconsistent with those core values right you, in other words there's a limit to how much in a creative person you bring aboard is interpreting things they are um, and you have to ride herd on that that's your business so in the end 
the, the less of that there is, the better, um, as long as this person has the ability to take from your presentation and your branding the, the right ideas and represent them in the right ways. And one, one of those things in PR we've talked about um, today, especially, especially with social media, we're looking at uh, tools like Facebook and LinkedIn and Alignable, YouTube, Merchant Circle, Twitter, Google+, uh, Instagram, Pinterest. Drives me Pinterest. crazy. <laughs> Yelp for business. Referral key, rise, talk biz now. It goes on and on, and there there are literally probably hundreds of these um, different entities that you can post information about your business on. But you need somebody to help you probably to write that out and to make those connections for you because otherwise you're going to be wasting an awful lot of time. You could spend full time just chasing after those different kinds of social media entities, for example. Um, so you want somebody who knows the newspaper contacts, who knows the, the radio contacts, the television contacts, whatever it is that's appropriate for your business um, and, and, and can take a news release, put it together that you like, that represents you in the right way, and then turn around and be able to kind of sell it to the media people. Yeah, or social media. And they don't call these people marketing experts for nothing because they're very good. Right. And what happens is if you aren't anchored to your core values, you can be swept up into a movement or to a marketing campaign without really giving any thought to how it's going to make you look different from your core values. I, I, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah I do. I, I, had a, I had one example, a, a book that I wrote a long time back. Um, uh, I had a publisher in Los Angeles who, who who paid me in advance, and I was, you know, gee, this is great. I'm all taken care of. And then he promised he was going to do all the PR work, which I never should have accepted. But it, it, what he did was uh, he hired a PR firm for $10,000 a month um, to publicize my book. And they got me on to... 600 radio stations. Almost all of them were along the border of Texas and Mexico at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so nobody cared much about a book I wrote for doctors. Well, the book wasn't in Spanish, was and it? It was a book. No, it was for doctors. <laughs> it was in English, you know, but it was, but I mean, it didn't do me any good. To, and here I am, you know, making phone calls at three o'clock in the morning, getting up with the alarm to be able to be interviewed and all this sort of thing. And I had no idea where these stations were until much later and then found out that the PR firm was run by the publisher's girlfriend. And so that's why that's what that whole deal was about. And they accomplished nothing. And I ended up I started my own PR firm and promoted the book on my own and got myself on uh, all the morning TV shows and all that sort of thing. And and that so worked. You fine. make but, my point. Yeah, it was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. <laughs> you make my point. So I think it's important as we think about this branding that we prepare ourselves first, that we know who we are. You know, Gute said, know thyself. Knowing yourself and your business and what you stand for is an exceedingly difficult thing to accomplish. You're listening to Johnny Stites and Hal Alpiar. And, uh, and, and Johnny, you, um, you, you have given us some good examples. You had mentioned one earlier um, 
about kind of walk the walk thing. Can, yeah. Can, it, can, can it, you just re restate that or reemphasize it a little bit and who that's for? Well, it, it matters in 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 a book that uh, Abandon the Ordinary by Dr. Richard Lytle. Uh, he makes the point uh, how important it is to walk the walk, and he he takes the example of Herod the Great, who was known all over the Middle East um, as being a great architect, a great uh, government official, a wonderful uh, supporter of the arts, and had many, many good qualities. And then you have Jesus, who's just walking around talking to people. But he's loving on them, and he's really, he is what he says he is. He acts the way he says we should act. And so today, the only people that remember King Herod, Herod the Great, are historians. But everybody knows who Jesus is. And so we you think sometimes that going the route of Herod and being known far and wide, our marketing is great. However, Herod was not the kind of man that was going to be successful. As we know, he... Uh, he was eating of worms. His, split, his body split open and just poured out there in front of everybody. It was a ghastly death. So he didn't have a good PR firm. He did not have a good <laughs> PR firm. And uh, he didn't live. He may have had a good <laughs> PR firm, but he didn't live up to right. what the PR was. And Jesus did. Um, which leads my thinking into talking about dangerous situations. Um Dealing with creative people uh, can be a dangerous territory, and it takes a strong balance management approach, respect for their creative flair, at the same time protect your image and reputation, and by the way, importantly, your budget. Take careful notes, ask questions, get words and terms clarified, get budget and payment schedule clarified, put it in writing for mutual sign-off. Seek performance incentives when possible. People often will will yield to that thought, uh, the idea that they kind of need to prove themselves. If they can do what they say they're going to do, then offer some kind of a bonus or something extra. Um, and a lot of people will be willing to do that in the creative ilk because that's that kind of fits their um, their self image of what they're capable of. So, so when you're working with creative people, be very careful with the budget part. Make sure that you get it clear, put it on paper. Um, Amen. And, yeah, and 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 you know, uh, and still respect the creative flair that that is offered there. I think that that's important. I wanted to mention that if you have any questions or suggestions, please email us at how h a l at businessworks one word dot u s. And uh, we hope that you'll uh, you're listening to or tell your friends about our podcast at newstalk941.com/podcasts. In the meantime, have a great day.